It is Sunday, and we are happy to be here in our studio with our new lights. Woo! They're bigger and brighter, uh, but they are hotter, which means that they could probably burn this uh, curtain. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll make sure that never happens because there's no reason to burn down your your podcast studio. But we are here to continue the conversation of quote sessions. Uh, the book we are continuing to talk about is Extreme Ownership. And we're actually only about halfway through the quotes, which is funny because we're on the fifth quote sessions session. So uh, because of that reason, uh, you know, you can tell that this subject is pretty long. <laughs> this subject definitely uh, has a lot to it. Uh, and when I say sex uh, session, I mean, like this book and the contents of this book are, uh, you know, are they're 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 important enough to talk about long term. You know, we should talk about the spiritual wellness stuff long term and continuously add new things, new quotes, new ideas, new perspectives. And uh, the book Extreme Ownership has a lot to offer that. So we're going to continue talking about that today. I believe we're on chapter six and seven, maybe eight. We've only done two chapters at a time, but we'll probably go through a handful of quotes, get, uh, get some morals, ethical uh, values straightened out, and make sure that we're uh, in the right place, have the right standards, uh, not only in our own personal lives, but our workplaces and all that good stuff. So here we go. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys always listening in, uh, whoever you may be. And uh, as always, please like, subscribe, uh, comment, share, follow, Google. <laughs> Any other term that I can think of to say, and uh, you know we're we're just uh, we're a culture creating company. We we really want to try to influence you guys to a point where you know it's second nature. The things that we talk about, it's second nature to essentially have a type of standard in your life that can set you up to win, can protect you from getting yourself in, you know, just really shitty situations to where you just, you don't have to second guess yourself and you can be super confident in decisions because, uh, you know, even in the podcast from yesterday with my wife, you know, that's something that I, I put self-awareness on a pedestal for is because the reason why we are so confident as a couple, the reason why we essentially are able to communicate things uh, more easily. The reason why we're able to have the type of spiritual wellness that we have is because we're self-aware, because we know who we are, because we know the things that, that we need in our life. Uh, we, we know the type of morals we need to have. We know the type of standards we want to keep. And that all has to do with spiritual wellness. So. At the end of the day, uh, that's 
if, if there's anything I can do and say about just spiritual wellness in general is that is that point where if you're if you're not out there saying no to things and you're not out there essentially driving your own ship, you know, you're if you're not out there telling people who you are and and making sure that other people in your life are just like you or at least close to you or are like iron because iron sharpens iron. If you don't have that, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost for a very, very long time. And my goal here on every podcast that I ever do is going to be to add value to you, but also to make you be more self-aware about who you are, what standards you want to keep. And uh, for Sunday's podcast, we we focus on the spiritual wellness side. So uh, let's get our standards better. Let's get our values better. Let's uh, let's just be morally correct. And, uh, you know, if it's faith based, great. If it's, you know, just meditating on things and uh, essentially just trying to, you know, overall just be, you know, know yourself better. Uh, that's that's the goal. So uh, let's continue on on Extreme Ownership, the amazing book by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It's a dope book. And we love it. So chapter six, here we come. It's actually called Simple. Ooh, maybe technically like the concept that we're talking about. Uh, but some people don't find this to be simple. Some, to some people, this is probably the hardest thing that they've ever uh, had to try to understand, um, which is fine. I don't want to sit here and, and tell people like spiritual wellness and 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 the types of things that go with it are super easy to comprehend. That's definitely not the point. The point of this is to communicate types of uh types of aspects of it and if they relate to you, if they resonate with you, if they, you know, if they soften your heart, you know, if they if they just kind of connect to you instinctively, uh then we're doing our job. Then we're essentially giving you something you didn't know you wanted something that you might want to apply to your life and inevitably share with other people. And so because of that reason, uh, you know, we do have to focus a lot on it. And that's a a big reason why we spend a whole day of our podcast on that subject. Because if we didn't, you know, some stuff might get lost in translation. Some stuff might, uh, yeah, essentially, you know, fall through the cracks. So we don't want that to happen. So. Here we go to continue with our chapter six, goodness. Just realized that, why is this open like that? It's weird. And no format, cool. All right, so uh, quote number 31 is on page 140, and it says, when plans and orders are too complicated, people may not understand them. And when things go wrong, and they inevitably do go wrong, Complexity compounds issues that can spiral out of control into total disaster. Hiyo silver away. Yes, 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 yes. So if you're the type of person who essentially has a method to your madness, but it's not something that you could actually teach, there's probably something wrong. There's probably a kink in the in the gear, the chain. And you're going to need to reevaluate 
what you're doing, if not modify it, uh, possibly evolve it into something that can be relatable to other people, can uh, be passed on to multiple people, either from you or from the people that you're teaching. And so, you know, because because like the quote says, if if, you know, push comes to shove and people need to get something done quickly and the method that you have can't be done efficiently, there's a problem with that. There's going to be uh, there's always going to be problems, but the problems could be escalated or intensified if you don't have a structure or a system that will eliminate a lot of the chaos. And sometimes that means, you know, getting rid of a whole section of your process. Sometimes it means lowering your standards, but not in a way that's like morally or ethically lowering more. So like if you're, if you're you're going for quantity over quality or, or maybe vice versa, quality over quantity. Uh, it, it just depends on the industry or the, the type of, uh, type of thing you're trying to, to make happen. But at the end of the day, you know, I can definitely relate on having a certain way that I do things. But I think once you start to think about teaching it, it kind of helps guide you to what's practical, simple and doable. Kind of like hashtag 365 experiment, which we definitely hit every other day uh, randomly. But the, the whole point about that is, you know, we we want to take those facts. We want to take those things that we know to be true and experiment with them to the point where then they actually be, kind of become a part of our routine. So with spiritual wellness and this quote, essentially what you're doing is, yes, you, you could have a, a foundation, but let's say that foundation is kind of flawed or there's, you know, the, the corners are kind of falling off or, or you got to kind of reshape it and, and maneuver it a certain way eventually you you do have to make some type of sacrifice compromises and meet halfway with people that you're working with and and yourself and as a leader that's that's going to happen you're going to have to be okay with the the understanding that no one's going to do the job like you and it's not better or worse it's just not like you so get that stereotype out of your head it's it's like some people say no one's going to do the job as good as you, but I don't want to say that. I, I want to think of it as, you know, no one's going to do it like you. And that's a good thing because that's why you work with other people is so that you can inevitably have something better than just you have something bigger than yourself because you have other people involved. And so with that being said, you you do have to make things less complicated so that they can be taught and if they're if you're under fire or you're in a stressful situation, you got to be able to accomplish or uh, execute the the mission at hand, the task at hand, and and get shit done. And if you can't do that with your process, then reevaluate and do it some other way, because uh, that's inevitably you know that's that's going to be what happens naturally. You're you're going to end up. Uh, you know, it's it's like the free market. The free market is going to determine what's popular and what's not popular, what sells and what doesn't sell. And so, you know, like nature, like, you know, the forces that be, if your thing doesn't work, your system sucks, either it's going to break apart and be ruined and be terrible, 
you know, or if it's a part of your job, you're probably going to lose your job because you didn't modify, you didn't adapt. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the evolutionary part of life. And we need to, we need to be okay with that. So next quote. All right. Uh, number 32 says, perhaps they can even get away with that a few times if everything goes smoothly. But remember, colon, the enemy gets a vote. Page 145. Now, I remember this, this aspect of the, uh, of the book. And uh, they were just trying to like paraphrase, not paraphrase. They were, they were trying to essentially talk about how it's not like a one-sided battle. Like the enemy has a vote too. So just because you you have a, a thought process or you have this perfect thing worked out, there's other elements. There's other things in play that are going to affect what you want to accomplish, your goal. And and you might get lucky. It might go smoothly. Things might turn out the way you thought just by sheer luck. But that doesn't mean that, quote unquote, the enemy doesn't get a vote. You know, the other side, the other factors at hand, uh, you know, free will or what do you want to call it? Those factors are going to have a say in what you're doing, in what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, if you go to the spiritual side, like the religious side, you know, the, you know, the negatives and the positives or you know, the heavens and the earth, uh, sorry, heavens and, and hell or, you know, God and the devil. It's like there's there's going to be that that constant uh, battle and uh, balancing act. And so. I've definitely gotten lucky parts in my life when I'm a, when I was a leader doing things for other companies, other businesses, other organizations, and I almost like gambled with a certain scenario, a certain situation. And yet it ended up turning out the way I thought, but that wasn't because I'm perfect and I know exactly how things are going to work out. It's more so I saw a task. I built a system behind it with a team around me, and then it eventually turned into what it was going to inevitably be once we executed it. But there always is going to be technical difficulties, other people who are going to try to you know tear you down or get rid of you completely or get you out of your job or whatever you know there's going to be other elements and you can call it the enemy you can call it just the free market you can call it whatever you want to call it but there's there's another side to this 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 fight and and you you're you're going to be offensive and you're going to be decent defensive at times so uh just it was just one of those things like just remember that that you're you might get away with certain things and you might get lucky, but it's not always going to be that way unless you always are thinking about the negatives or you're always thinking about the, the flip side or what could happen, have backups on your backups. And that's something I always teach people. Doesn't even matter what industry I'm in, doesn't remember, matter what part of my own wellness I'm talking about or, you know, all my other brands like my personal, my music, my wellness, like each one has backups on backups on backups because I know if I can't do this, then we're going to do that. If I can't do that, then we're going to do this other thing. Can't do this other thing. 
then we're gonna have to redo the whole the whole plan. We're gonna have to reevaluate and and reassess and you know start from square one. And and that's already happened, you know, for me even this year. So it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter where you come from or or what you know, how much experience you have, there's always gonna be that yin and yang. So don't like be careful, but at the same time plan accordingly, you know, make sure that you you uh you have that in the back of your head because it'll help it'll help solve problems before they happen so next quote number 33 my favorite number right now because it's my age uh it says the enemy gets their say as well and they are going to do something to disrupt it when something goes wrong, and it eventually does, complex plans add to confusion, which can compound into disaster. Page 144, basically. Oh, that's weird. It's the page before it. That's fun. I think I went back because I, I saw the same quote or the same type of quote. Uh, but yeah, just kind of, you know, piggybacking off of what I just said. You you are going to inevitably... Uh, you know, you're you're inevitably going to to almost probably have to look at the same scenarios multiple times or go through the same types of scenarios multiple times to understand the diversity of of the problem or of this the the extensiveness of that yin and yang battle. And this was just another way to put it. I I probably just like the way they put it too. And sometimes different quotes resonate with different people. So I probably just, you know, was like, oh, that could be cool to read again. All right, 34. And this is a long one. Our standard operating procedures were always kept as simple as possible. Our communication plans were simple. The way we talked on the radio was as simple and direct as possible. The way we organized our gear, even the way we got a head count to ensure we had all of our people was broken down into the simplest possible method so we could do it quickly, accurately, and easily at any time. With all this simplicity embedded in the way we worked, our troops clearly understood what they were doing and how that tied into the mission. That core understanding allowed us to adapt quickly without stumbling over ourselves. And I think the the key thing to think about right there is stumbling over ourselves. Because... That's probably one of the worst things that can happen with a team. Uh, once again, or not once again, but that was page 146. But that's probably the, one of the worst things that can happen is is someone on your own team fucks something up when they shouldn't have. And it's essentially something that was so simple, or at least spelled out simply, and it was still screwed up. You know, you you don't want to you don't want that to happen. Uh, so, you know, making sure things are that simple to everyone involved is important. If if someone can't understand a procedure or a process or a method that you have, you know, maybe you do need to change it. Maybe you do need to explain it better or explain it longer. You know, for some people, maybe it's shorter. Maybe they need something so simple, like a picture. <laughs> I'm a visual person. You could give me every instruction in the world for anything. But if there's just a picture or pictures, I would much rather look at that, which seems way simpler to more people, probably, than reading the instructions. When I read something, it doesn't it doesn't work. I I need to see I need to see the part. You know, if it's like a piece of furniture or just a process of how to do something, turn something on, turn something off. 
if I don't see the picture, if I don't see what I'm supposed to look at in the future or even at the present moment, I'll screw it up. I'll totally screw it up. You could tell me exactly what the buttons look like. You could you should you could be the best, you know, writer in the world and I will still screw it up because inevitably we are all going to process things differently. We all learn differently. And for me, it's all about the simplicity of pictures. Uh, but then, you know, piggybacking off of the hashtag 365 experiment, all the things that I added to that in my own experiment are so simple, so practical and so doable every day. But even then, I don't achieve them all the time. And, and that's OK. To me, it's OK. To some other people, it might not be OK. But the whole point of, of the experiment is to do things that are so simple and diversified to the point where it hits all the type of spiritual wellness or sorry, all the type of wellnesses, including spiritual, but they're so simple and they might only take a few minutes to do, but added up over the whole course of the day, it ends up feeling like I've accomplished this amazing feat. And if you, if you, if you, if you looked at all of them individually, You'd be like, anyone can do that. Yeah, well, anyone could do that, but maybe not all of them in one day. So you got to keep things simple and you got to communicate things simply, or at least communicate it simply to the person that you're communicating it to. But it's, uh, it's, it's the nature of, of anything is, you know, you, there's certain things that are going to be complicated for sure. But as far as like your wellness goes, it doesn't need to be complicated. It could just be literally a mind state. It could be a a place in your day. It could be a time of the the month or the year, and and that's when you do something. It's 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 simple. Something that that might not make sense to a lot of people, but for the individual receiving it or being it explained to, it it's it's it makes sense. I guess simplicity makes sense. So if it makes sense, it's probably simple. That's the idea. So next quote. Oh, we're in a new uh, a new chapter. Woohoo! Chapter seven. And it says prioritize and execute. Quote number thirty five. Then senior leaders must help subordinate team leaders within their team prioritize their efforts. So this is definitely one of those. As a leader type of things. You, if you're not, well, the, the main, the main key is if there's no team, there's no leader, or if there's no team work, there's no leadership or vice versa. So the idea when, when you, when you emphasize subordinates, you emphasize m m junior leaders, however you want to call them, you, you're eventually what you're doing is you're automatically giving yourself an opportunity to be a leader because otherwise it's just you it's just you filling a job description or holding a title and it doesn't mean shit if there's no one else below you working under you to execute something then you know you're not a leader there's no leadership and some people will get away with it for a long time without actually leading anyone because they just put on a facade, they have a certain way of speaking or communicating to a vast majority of people. But at the end of the day, they're not actually leading. They're just more so dead weight. 
So when it comes to prioritizing, what that's doing is communicating experience to me. So if you're communicating some type of experience that you've already gone through where you didn't prioritize and this is what happened, that's what you're doing to your subordinate or junior leader, your team, whoever or whomever. And yeah, prioritizing is key. I think when we do the hashtag 365 experiment, we're always, 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 always prioritizing to the things that make us happy or fulfill some type of part of our wellness that if we don't have during the day, it's going to, it's going to trip us up. You know, for the most part, my sleep is pretty much extensive. You know, I could not eat. I could just drink water and I would pretty much be okay. Um, you know, if there's a day that I don't, I'm not able to hang out with my wife for a couple hours, you know, it's not the end of the world. It might suck, but there's certain things that you have to prioritize those types of wellness that you have in your life for, I think a majority of us, it's going to be sleep. And so, you know, with that being said, if you don't prioritize for your sleep, then you won't be able to prioritize for your food and your physical wellness. You won't be able to prioritize your social wellness. So spending time with your spouse, significant other, family member, friends, whoever. And inevitably, it'll just ripple effect into every other type of wellness. And then you end up won't doing, you end up, you will end up not doing anything productive. You'll just waste the day away and just be like, I'm just going to try to get through this day and start over tomorrow. And so prioritizing is huge, is key for every type of leader and every type of, of junior leader, subordinate, whoever. And that can really, for the most part, only come from the top. The top isn't telling you how to prioritize yourself and your efforts. You're shit out of luck. It's just the way it is. Next quote. Number 36, decisively engaged, I continued, is a team used to describe a battle in which a unit locked in a tough combat situation cannot maneuver or extricate themselves. In other words, they cannot retreat. They must win. I'm going to look up extricate because the Lord knows I won't be able to define it. And that was on page 164. Extricate is a verb, which means free someone or something from a constraint or difficulty. So you can't escape from a certain situation, a certain scenario. And the only way to win is to be, quote unquote, decisively engaged. Now, decisively. In a manner that settles an issue convincingly or produces a definite result love that so so what's the goal you know what what is the task at hand and you got it you got to know what you want to get it for the most part and you know that stems from all the way from self-awareness to doing your job at work so you in order to execute something you need to know what you need to do what you want to do what you want to accomplish once you do that you have to figure out a way to do it and if it involves other people it's a whole other element that you got to remember and you got to figure out and you got to add to and take away and modify and adjust compromise boom 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 
So once all is said and done, once you got to go for it, I mean, you really can't stop. You really can't say, oh, you know what? Let's just, you know, let's, you know, reverse in time. Let's go back to the morning. Let's start fresh. Everyone pretend like this is a clean slate. This didn't happen. We didn't fail before, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, the, the easiest thing I can think of is, you know, for me, it's music. When you start playing something, especially in a live atmosphere where there's other people watching, they're there to experience something that you're there to provide, which is probably playing music. And if you don't execute what you're there to execute, you, you can't stop the whole thing. Say, hey, you know what? I, I messed up that one note or saying the wrong word or blah, blah, blah. Can we just go back and uh, I'm just going to redo it? I'm going to go back in time and we'll just pretend like that never happened. You know, unless you're filming or recording a live record or doing something, even then you can't really, you know, you're kind of shit out of luck, but there's certain things that you just, you can't, you can't change it. It is what it is. So if you fail, if you screw up, whatever, whatever, it is what it is. There's no going back. So that intensifies and uh, decisively (laughs) helps you engage in what you're doing so you're like hyper focused uh another great example alex honald going up el capitan to free solo 3500 feet i think over 3000 feet in four hours and essentially he can't fail he must win if he fails he dies that's called decisively engaging into what you're doing so you know to pull it back doing music you know it's like a freight train once it starts there's no stopping that thing it's going to keep going it's like a wave on the beach uh you know it's like a tidal wave it's it's a tsunami you know it's not going to stop if you're in the way you're done and uh you know if we thought about certain things like maybe even in your day like when you wake up on your day uh during your day for your day wake up when the sun is warm once you do that there's no stopping it. It's, it's there, you know, you know, the worst thing you can do is probably wake up late or sleep in or forget your alarm or not hear your alarm. And then you've already kind of, you know, you're already at a disadvantage there, but once it starts, there's no stopping it. I mean, that's kind of like a cool little, little mental state that if we were all in and engaged with when we woke up, that might actually change our perspective on sleeping in or not going to the gym or whatever. But it also know it has to come back with self-awareness, knowing what you need to do and accomplish to in the day to make yourself feel the way you want to feel every day, blah, blah, blah. So, but decisively engaging is a great term to uh or phrase to remember for or whatever you're trying to accomplish with your team, at your job, in your company, with your business. It's huge. So decisively engage, y'all. Number. 37. Oh, it looks like it might be the last one. We are hitting 30 minutes, so. Uh, Last but not least, how much of a difference would it make if you and the entire company gave them 100% of your attention for the next few weeks or months? It would probably make a huge difference, the CEO admitted. Uh, I'm really trying to remember this this context. Cause I'm trying to remember if it was like, it was, it was Jocko talking to a CEO about a certain department, not, not like pulling their, their weight, but, um, 
And then the CEO was saying, well, maybe they're just not, you know, maybe they're just not, they're not fit for the business, the team, the company, the product, whatever, the service. But what Jocko was trying to explain was, well, like, are you giving them the attention that they need? Are you, are you investing in them as much as they're trying to invest in you and your company? And so a lot of times CEOs, owners, presidents, founders, they don't, they, after a while, you kind of forget, you know, where it all started, the process of getting to where it was. And, and I mean, I don't know, it it, it happens. I mean, if you're not constantly making yourself aware of the fact that you started where you started over here and, and it, maybe it's, maybe that's your leadership role or not your leadership role, but your, uh, your leadership style is being a hard ass. That's how you started and that's how you're going to finish it, whatever. But the whole point is if you're complaining about a certain department, a certain team, a certain leader, a certain group, what are you doing to help them? You know, what are you, what are you doing to invest? You know, not just cause you give them the opportunity to do something like work for you. Doesn't mean that you, you, you just now you get to sit back, drink margaritas and, and take a load off, you know, like, uh, a lot of people say there is no passive income. A lot of people say that uh, you you inevitably are never just going to not work. You you always need to be engaging, you know, with your company. Just might be in a different way. You know, maybe you can't physically go to see them or call them, but you can send them an email, a text, an emoji, you know, anything, any type of interaction. Communication is key here. So I think that's what they're trying to say is, you know, if you engage and communicate with your lower than or you know uh lower than expected team or you know person that seems to be lacking what they need you know maybe it's because you just you're you're not around enough to to understand you know what they what their needs are you know it's like having a having a significant other a spouse but never spending time with them you know you initially when you interviewed and married them basically signed off on, you know, we're going to partner up together and this is it. We're going we're gonna to go further now with each other and, you know, partner together. Uh, but if, if you don't invest in it as the time goes on, it's, it's, it's going to die. Like the, it's a mutual thing. It's a relationship. So uh, I think that's what, what Jocko was trying to say here, but uh, I, I totally agree. I totally think that if, if more of the top end of a, of anything, any group, organization, business, brand, team, whatever, doesn't eventually, you know, communicate certain things and, and, and be like the HR of their company at times, maybe not all the time, but be that human resource, be that part of, of, uh, almost like a, an employee benefit to being a part of this company, this team, this business, this organization is getting that one-on-one time, that mentorship, that that, you know, role that they may have not ever had before, you know, that's another thing, but you can't judge a, you can't judge the book by the cover. You really do need to, to go in there, open it up, really hear it out, read it, listen, try to feel it, understand emotionally where they're coming from, what, what it's trying to say. And then from there, you, you can then make a decision. You're going to shelve the book or you're going to continue leaving it open and have it can, you know, continue on. But uh, I think, I think some people get a little complacent 
about that as uh as time goes on and as as it probably should because you shouldn't have to think about those things but you're not going to do it you might as well have someone below you that's going to do it for the other people in the team so anyways guys uh super appreciate all y'all listening in on this spiritual wellness sunday podcast i hope you're always enjoying these quotes from extreme ownership and we'll enjoy all the other quote session podcasts that we have prior current or future but uh i'll always have to throw out the disclaimer that if you haven't already liked subscribed followed clicked on watched or streamed any of our other platforms that you definitely should and if you're listening to this podcast right now please rate and review it right now do it open up the tab area where it says you know more info or uh see in itunes or whatever in spotify or stitcher or google or wherever you're at literally give us some stars give us a rated review and uh we you know we we just would love to hear from you really we'd love to hear from you uh if anything though if you if you do want to talk and say something to us uh, i'm going to try to pull from a little little gary v action right now but uh, go on twitter at socalqol just tell us how you're liking the podcast anything you want to hear about that's a huge way to get our attention is to say hey this is what we want to hear please talk about this on the next whatever day and uh, we will try as hard as we physically can to make that a reality believe you me i am no stranger to taking on another idea because i'm more in this for you than i am for myself but at the same time if i need to be creative and figure out new things to talk about then i'm gonna do that unless i get some other ideas so i appreciate y'all please have a great rest of your day weekend and uh we'll see you later